Hola amigas! Welcome to episode 7. <laughs> I always forget what episode I'm on. Um, oh, and then before, hold on. Say hi to my little baby. I'm going to hold him today because I don't know if you all have like heard, but sometimes like you can hear like him scratching at the door or just like moving around and like moving shit and then it fucking drops and then you hear noises so if you hear that that's him so i decided that i'm gonna hold him today so he's not moving around much let me just get him comfortable okay good he'll get comfy um but welcome um so i don't have the title yet for this episode because i was like i have all these ideas so i don't know how it's gonna play out well i kind of do but just the title part is like, I don't know. Um, but I'm going to be talking today about um, just like my past few days since I last recorded. And um, I have like two articles that I want to share. And then I'm going to talk about like the podcast that I like listen to that helps me a lot. Um, so let me go ahead and get started. Um, so like for my week, um, overall, like I've had like a good week. Um, I've had plenty of good things happen over like the bad things and they're not really even bad. It's just stuff that comes up that like triggers me. Um, so I had, I did have a triggering experience that I kind of just like, put out of my head like I didn't really think about it much like I even completely forgot about it until like I went into therapy yesterday um my therapist was like you know asking me you know to tell her like a few good things that happened and like um some things that weren't so good that happened so we started off like that and then I remembered about like last week when I kind of went through like a rough situation and um Oh, you know what today's i'm sorry today's thursday so this session was on tuesday so i talked about it for most of my appointment on tuesday and i kind of i kind of had i wouldn't say a bad session it was it was a difficult session um so then like the next day like uh, i like i like <laughs> i um so during the session like i was like so i had session in my car on tuesday because i had gone to the gym and i kind of lost track of time so i was like oh, like i don't want to like um stop my workout like earlier so i just like messaged my therapist i was like hey do you mind if we start at 7 15 today um and then like yeah we did that i did the session in my car so just like the entire time i was just like crying on my car um so then like after that like i stopped by my uncle's house because he like asked me if i could watch his dog real quick so like i stopped by and then he ended up showing up so like we just hung out but we didn't really hang out much because i was just like so tired from today's session or i'm sorry tuesday session like i just wanted to go home and cry but i didn't end up doing that like i just ended up just like passing out on his couch um so then the next day i woke up and i was just like, and then i was like oh like i'm gonna go home 
I fed my dog like I was just like researching a little bit then I just like got like really tired so I was just like you know what I'm gonna go to sleep and like I slept like most of my day kasi and um and then I was kind of like feeling like like I was kind of mad at myself for sleeping but I was like whatever like my body needed that um and then like in order to like wake up like I ended up taking a shower and stuff and like listened to music and um started dancing and like that helped me um so like I feel better like that's just like you know that's what I needed after like a difficult session was to just you know let my body rest what you know what that's what it needed I thought about this session I cried my ass off again <laughs> and it's like okay like like i'm starting to feel better um so that was my session for this week um and yeah i guess that's pretty much it um but other than that everything else has been going good um so actually let me go ahead and get started because i wanted to try to keep these um the podcast like less than 30 minutes i feel like 30 past 30 is too much so hopefully i can keep so far it's been six minutes or almost six minutes um so i'm gonna start off with the article um so this one is titled abuse in the um, latinx community um so domestic violence is an issue that can affect anyone regardless of race a race i'm sorry regardless of age race gender identity economic status or sexual orientation and it, it impacts um, people from all walks of life. It can manifest in different in a variety of different ways. How abuse manifests depends on the family and community the survivor lives in, as, where, as, as well as where that community exists. Um, so a person's culture can, have also, can also have an impact on domestic violence. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> a person's culture can also have an impact on how domestic violence is viewed as well as what steps the survivor may feel comfortable taking to be in a safer place. Um, so according to the National Latino Network, about one in three Latinas, that's about 34.4%, will experience intimate partner violence in their lifetime. Um, one in 12 Latinas have experienced IPV, which is intimate partner violence, um, in the past 12 months. While this rate is approximately the same as rates the same as rates of abuser, abuse for white people, there are different factors in the Latinx community that can create added challenges and barriers to getting support. Um, so I think this, this is why I liked this article because it kind of like, just the way it explains it, um, like in our culture, because like I just read, you know, anyone goes through domestic violence it's not just you know it's not more like latinos more white people more black people like it's not like that it's everyone goes through it but it's just like it's um it just all depends on like your values your culture and all that stuff so this is why i like this article um so cultural content um context cultural factors found in the in the latinx community such as Familismo and religion can create added challenges for folks who want to talk about the abuse that they are experiencing. Familismo refers to the importance of family in most Latin um, ex-households. Keeping the family 
keeping the family whole is seen as a pr priority in Latinx communities and many believe the family is more important than the safety and comfort of one person even if they are experiencing abuse. Oftentimes the community will encourage or pressure someone who is experiencing IPV to remain with their partner. This value also greatly affects gender role expectations. This value also greatly affects gender role expectations with male partners typically being the breadwinner of the family while the female partner is more responsible for the well-being and cohesiveness of the family. Um this can increase the likelihood of financial abuse due to those expectations with the female partner potentially not having any control or input on the family finances. This lack of financial freedom can also make it challenging for the person experiencing abuse to leave the relationship. Um, as they may not, I'm sorry, this lack of financial freedom can also make it challenging for the person experiencing abuse to leave their relationship as they may not have the financial security to care for themselves and their children. Um, religion also plays a strong role in most parts of the Latinx community. Um, according to the Pew Research Center, about, around 48% of Latinx individuals identify as Catholic, with another 19% identifying as Christian Protestant. Uh, while religion can be a comfort for people experiencing abuse and can provide communities of support, it can also create issues for people experiencing abuse. Often, oftentimes, these religious beliefs can prevent taking actions. Oftentimes, these religious beliefs can prevent taking action steps. I'm sorry, can prevent taking action steps because the victim of the survivor does not believe in separation or divorce. A negative reaction from a religious leader to the abuse can lead victims or survivors to question themselves or leave them to feel pressure to make their marriage work. So with the cultural context like that, like I understood a lot with like, you know, wanting to keep the family together because like that is true, like in our culture, like that's what they value the most, like no matter like what you're going through, it's about keeping your family together. Um, and that's like one of the, one of like, it was difficult for me to get a divorce because I was like, like, you know, everyone wants me to, you know, work on my situation. Like, like, what are we doing to like, not get the divorce and stuff like that. So that those were like a lot of the questions that I was getting. Um, and like, I didn't really talk about much of anything that I went through within my relationship. So like, I can't really blame people, but it's like, there's always that mentality. Like, you know, you have to fix this. Like, it's hard work, but it, like, it's something that you have to do. And it's like, people don't understand, you know, the other stuff that goes around um, with being in a relationship. So like, I really resonated with that. Um, Financial abuse, I don't because like I work and stuff, but like I do know a lot of people who are stuck in their relationships because of financial abuse. Um, that senora that I talked about in my last episode, I messed up and I think I said that she was going through emotional abuse now, which she is, but what is keeping her mostly in her rela relationship is the financial abuse part. Um because her husband doesn't give her basically like any money like both of them are retired and um they get like their pension checks but she sees none of that um 
so she like never has like money to buy things like she only has enough to buy groceries to pay the bills and that's it and then also with like religion um a lot of our families were raised catholic so it's like you know it's not good if you're catholic and you get a divorce um I'm not really religious so this didn't really affect me but I do see this a lot in our community where a lot of my friends or just like people that I'm around with are Catholic or really religious so I could see you know not them wanting a divorce or anything because of the religious aspect um and then also with just like the beliefs that you have to keep you know your family intact and all that stuff And then the last thing that I'm going to read from this article is challenges and barriers. Uh, members of the Latinx community can face unique challenges or barriers to receiving support for the abuse that they are experiencing. A major obstacle is getting support for abuse within the Latinx community is finding programs and resources that are culturally and linguistically appropriate. Many members of the Latinx community speak Spanish as a primary language and learned English as a second language. If a shelter or domestic violence resource in the area does not have Spanish-speaking staff, it can cause victims and survivors to hesitate in reaching out for help, as they may not feel comfortable expressing what they have experienced. Immigration status can also create barriers for folks who are wanting to get support. Many people don't know if their immigration status will impact their ability to get support. Or, so, I'm sorry, let me read that again. Uh, many people do not know if their immigration status will impact their ability to get support or fear that reaching out for support may cause immigration and customs enforcement to be involved. These fears of possible de deportation can lead immigrant survivors in the Latinx community to stay away from support services and increase their fear of law enforcement and involvement. Um, and then another reason why I really like this article is because when I was working as an advocate, um, I worked, because I am bilingual, I did work a lot with the Spanish-speaking community and a lot of my clients are were undocumented and a lot of them did tell me, you know, they never said anything because, um, you know, they feared if they came to the police that they were the ones that were going to get questioned because of their immigration status. Um, and even just that, like, because of like their immigration status, like it's hard for them to, you know, find these jobs once they leave the relationship. Um, I had, I had a client who was a minor and um, the abuser was her father. So I worked with not only the minor, but also the mom. And then, you know, it's like, I had a hard time with like finding resource for this mom because she was undocumented and like she obviously you know had to leave her husband because of you know what she saw that he was doing um and it was like hard for her like she couldn't pay her bills because like she wasn't working it was hard to find a job if she found a job it was like jobs that were only paying like 200 400 like I could not imagine living with 200 or 400 dollars either weekly or bi-weekly whatever it was I don't remember um and just living off with that and having children I believe that she had like five children 
Um, so that's also like the barriers that, you know, Latina Latinx community face, but it's not just the Latinx community. It can be um, the Muslim community. You know, they also have barriers with getting help because the language, um, it could be Polish, it could be any, anyone um, that has just like, it, when 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 it, when there's like that language barrier, like it's it can be anyone. Um, so that was that article, and again, I'm gonna link these articles below. Um, this one is like this one's like a news video story. Um, it was posted on October seventh, twenty twenty one. Um, so I'm going to read this one because it talks about another program resource that is a kind of effective. Well, I don't know. I don't know, but we'll see. Okay, so let me just read it first. Um, so this happened in Clearwater, Florida. Um, ABC Action News in-depth reporter Anthony Hill spoke with a mother, 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 <laughs> spoke with a mother of five children who recently got, over, got out of a violent situation. He also dug deeper to uncover the unique difficulties of some Latino victims of domestic violence. So according to the CDC, 34.4% of Latinas say they've experienced domestic violence in some point of their lives. Um, this we already know, I already said that. Um, that's more than one in three women, plus some Latinos who are undocumented are concerned about reporting domestic violence because of fears of possible deportation. Uh, Martha Madrid and her daughter Ginny fled an abusive situation at their home in New Mexico, driving 25 hours to find a safe haven in Tampa Bay. Um, he would grab me by the hands. He would just leave me a lot of bruises. Uh, that's what she said. Often this violence would happen in front of her five daughters. Um, and then like in in the video like this is what her daughter said so basically you feel like you can't do anything about this situation you feel like you're just grounded to the floor and you can't and you can't get up because you can't you get into the and what i'm sorry sorry i don't have my water <laughs> so basically you feel like you can't do anything about the situation you feel like you're just grounded to the floor and you can't get up because you get into the situation. You feel like you're going to get hurt too. Because if you get into the situation, you feel like you're going to get hurt too. And then this is like what her mother says. Um, finally, I looked at my daughters and said, we don't need this. Um, okay. So... We know most domestic violence across all demographics is underreported. Um, they provide housing for survivors of domestic violence. Although domestic violence affects people in every demographic group, um, there is a unique challenge in combating domestic violence in Hispanic communities, such as language barriers, making it harder to find resources and to some degree, a culture of machismo or sexism. Um, another obstacle for some Latinos are Latinos who are in domestic violence situations is their immigration status. 
a local law firm spoke on what options undocumented people have in abusive situations. Um, do they risk by leaving their abuser and making a report to law enforcement? Um, it all depends on where the offense occurred, and that's sad. Um, so being deported for reporting domestic violence is highly unlikely, but not all counties provide the same amount of protection for victims. Um, if you're a victim of an offense, you can get what is called a U-Visa. Um, a U-Visa allows undocumented, undocumented victims of violent crimes to live and work in the United States for four years, but there's a long wait list and it can take quite a while to be approved. And that's, um, and that's, that's basically it. But, and that's like another thing that I had a hard time with working, um, with Spanish speaking, um, with Spanish speaking community and my job is like, I would help them with like U visas applying for that. But like, they were like, this article says like, there's a long wait list for that. Um, and then like, in this article, it says that um, it's hard to come back to domestic violence in Hispanic communities, such as because of language barriers, but also making it harder because we, in our culture, we have this culture of machismo and sexism. And I'm actually going to talk about that in the next um, episode because I actually have like a couple articles on like machismo and like okay so with like the podcast that I listen to um so I so the podcast is named the name of it is what is it it's called the narcissist code um the person the host of this person his name is Lee like I said in my last video um I did book like a couple sessions with him to kind of help me like with like understanding what narcissism is. Um, so I like his podcast a lot because so he, he's a narcissist, but what he's doing now is he's trying to um, you know, basically do good, do good for the bad things that he's done. So he records videos every day. They're all titled differently. Some of them he re-talks about, but I, this podcast has really helped me with understanding what narcissism is. And I'm just going to play, so this, this is the last, um, episode that I've heard, but like for the most part, I've listened to his entire podcast. Um, I started off from the beginning and then worked my way up to currently. Um, if you do end up listening to him, I'd say listen to the recent stuff because the older stuff, like, I mean, he says like he's a narcissist and like you can tell like his thinking was different. But I mean, I like I enjoyed it just because like I like to learn. I like to learn. So like it like starting from the beginning helped me really like understand what narcissism is. Um, so I'm just going to play like a couple minutes of one the last um, episode that I listened to. And a lot of like some, some of the episodes like I don't relate to, but I still like to listen to them. And then also like he says helpful things in a lot of his, even though like it doesn't relate maybe to the topic, but he'll say something that it's just like, oh, like you're right. 
So I'm just gonna play a couple quick minutes, uh, a few minutes of this one real quick. I get it. My partner smiles at me when they cause me harm. My dad used to laugh at me when uh, I would react to one of his, when I would react badly to one of his jokes. My mom used to always snicker when I started yelling and screaming or crying for something she did. Like, I know, but how do we fix this? How do we, how do we change them? Y'all, you cannot change a narcissistic person, y'all. You can't, like, you don't have, y'all, y'all, it's above your pay grade. It, it's above, yeah, it's above pretty much everybody's pay grade except for that narcissistic person. They have to want to be the ones who change themselves. They have to want to be the ones who want who want to work on themselves. They have to do that. And that's what I'm just saying. It's above your pay grade. I'm not saying that you're... So that was just like a quick, but like, he says things like that. Like, you know, like, when I first started listening to his podcast, I was like, oh, okay, like, I know about it. Like, this is what I'm going to do to fix my situation. But none of that helped. And like he said, it's like, you can't make anyone change. They have to want to change themselves. Um... yeah (laughs) i don't know if that makes sense um but for this one it's titled why do some narcissists smile smile when they cause you pain um and he has like he i think it's more like it's like 800 videos so he has a lot um, so I was thinking for like the next episode because like as I was listening to this to his podcast um, Like I would take screenshots of like the really good ones So I have started looking at the screenshots that I've been taking so like I'm gonna um, Create a list and put them in order of like the order that you should listen to them um, but like I said if you want to get started and um, Listen start listening to it just like read the titles and whichever title you feel like it might resonate with you listen to that one um because like i said he he and then he goes into like relationships like parents um abuse relationships like just what it's like just being a narcissist um he has like a couple shows that he does on youtube um I like his Instagram because he'll like post like he'll make skits um and yeah <laughs> so I I I um just gonna and then I also have like another video of like trying to heal from narcissistic narcissistic abuse and like this is like um this is um damn it I'm sorry I forgot what I was gonna say Oh, and like this is this is like another page that I found because of him um that helps. Um so this one is titled Healing from Narcissistic Abuse Has Many Layers. Um Day. So let me Oh, well, today's a new day. I'm just gonna make the best of this. But don't you miss all the good times y'all had together? Who are you? Oh hey, I'm Euphoric Recall. I was just dropping in to make sure that you're focusing on all the good fake times that you guys had together so you can suppress the bad shit, so you can view the relationship in a good light and start to tell yourself that it wasn't as bad as you thought it was. What? No, please, just go away. I want to heal and move forward from this. But how do you know which version of them was real? Who are you? Hey, I'm Cognitive Dissonance. I'm just here to basically make sure that you stay confused as 
You know, I know it's really hard to try to connect the two sides of them. They were nice. They were abusive. They were nice. They were abusive. Which side was really real? You tell me. I don't know. I'm still struggling with that. I don't know. I'm confused. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Maybe you should just reach out to them. No, that's a horrible idea. Who are you? I'm Trauma Bond. It's nice to meet you. I'm the addiction that was created through the cycle of abuse that you went through with a narcissist. Don't you want just one little hit? Come on, it won't hurt you. <sighs> yes, I do want that, but I can't. I have to stay no contact. I have to stay strong. Maybe you were the problem. Who are you? Hey, I'm your self-gaslighter, but you can call me SG for short. I'm here to make you question everything about your experience. I mean, what if you really were the problem? All of y'all, please just leave me alone. I'm trying to heal. So, yeah. Um, so like, yeah, like, you know, like trauma bond, like, um, I feel like I finally understand what trauma bond is, um, you know, learning more about, um, narcissistic abuse, domestic violence, um, and like, I had like, that's the issue that I had because it's like, when I was like in my relationship, like I was with this person for like, 11 years like we've had a lot of time together and it's like and there's periods when like when you're trying to heal where you just want to be like you know maybe like I'll reach out and like try to fix things and stuff but it's like you can't like that's that was always like my mentality like I can fix things until like I had to realize that no like I can't fix everything um and like so when I was like when I was going through my periods of like you know like overthinking and being like maybe I should reach out I'm like no I would play Lee's podcast um and what I like about his podcast is his videos aren't that long I would say like the longest is like 12 minutes so like what I would do is like play the podcast I would listen and then I'd be like oh like and I learned something new and be like oh this is why I'm feeling like this but I would play them in a row until like I felt better um so like that's why I really liked his podcast because like when I was like in my like phase of like okay let me reach out to fix something like instead of doing that I would focus on my energy and like learning more about you know the things that I went through um so yep yeah, that was that's that podcast and um and next week I'm gonna I want to talk about more about narcissistic abuse and like machismo um, cause like when I, one of the sessions that I booked with him, I was like, what do you think of this? And then like, he understood it, but because I don't know, like, cause he's not, uh, he's not, um, Hispanic. So like maybe like, I don't know, like, like, like he told me like he can kind of get it, but he, um, but it was like, he doesn't know what to say to it basically. Um, so I've been like doing research on like comparing the two. And um, for the most part, it's like basically the same, but yeah, I'm going to talk about that in the next video. Um, so I believe I'm already like at 30, so I think this is a good place to stop. Um, like I said, if you ever have any questions, um, if you have any feedback to provide, um, please do so. Um, every single time I do this podcast I'm like damn like I really like this <laughs> so like I really enjoy doing this and I am trying to get better at you know the things that I you know how I research how I record and stuff and um um so yeah like I like it <laughs> um 
hopefully I don't know I don't I just I just want to help people and I hopefully I guess it gets to the people that um, need this the most um, so yeah um, thank you so much for watching today or listening to today's episode I because I'm so used to Spotify and YouTube like I keep thinking that everyone's gonna watch the video uh, version of this podcast but I have to remember that no Apple Music doesn't give that option and the other websites don't but if you ever wanted to look at me please um, head on over to Spotify to watch the video version or YouTube because that's where the video of these podcasts are posted um, okay so yeah Thank you so much for joining me. Um, Sacha's going to say bye. Say bye-bye. Don't make me say bye. <laughs> bye, everyone. Bye.